1: Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line. It is summertime. The sun is shining. That's part of summertime. And we're going to be talking this morning with Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson. And he is with the Stones River Dermatology here in Murfreesboro, as well as Smyrna. First of all, good morning to you. Good
2: morning. How are you today?
1: Doing great. Good to have you with us today. Yes, sir. Sunshine, summertime, they go hand in hand. And that sometimes creates a problem for our skin yes sir uh, how long does it take to have that problem created Uh, the problems you see are they current or do they go back to your childhood days
2: well I think really there's two problems that are caused by the Sun one is the immediate problem that we see after we're out in the Sun too long is sunburn, and that's something that I think all of us have probably experienced at one point in our lives. <laughs> so it's it's pretty hard to find somebody that's not experienced that particular problem. Uh, and it's one of those things that that can be a real acute issue, can be very painful. And certainly, if you get sunburned bad enough on your first day of your beach trip down to Destin, you can ruin your the rest of your oh, vacation yeah. trip. So. Um, And that's something that obviously is an immediate problem, so it's really important to prevent sunburn by uh, wearing sunscreen, uh, sun protective clothing, avoiding the peak sun uh, ultraviolet uh, ray exposure during those hours of 10 o'clock in the morning till about uh, 3 to 4 in the afternoon.
1: Now, should you just wear that sunscreen when you're going to Florida, or do you need it uh, every day? You
2: need it every day. You need it every day. Here, even in the winter? E- yes, sir. Even here in, in the wintertime in Tennessee, I think it's a good habit for people to mm-hmm. to have a, a sunscreen. Uh, a lot of people will put sunscreen in their have, their, have it in their moisturizer, a lot of manufacturers will have moisturizers with sunscreens, and it's good to get into that habit every day of using a facial moisturizer and with the sunscreen. And again, that doesn't have to be the extremely high SPF. The SPF stands for Sun Protection Factor. If you have a SPF 15 or SPF 30 that's in your moisturizer, that's probably going to be more than sufficient if you're mostly indoors during the day. And, you know, here in the office you may go out at lunch or run some errands in the afternoon, then you're protected right from the beginning uh, of your day with that moisturizer with sunscreen.
1: how long will that last? I mean, does it last you all day, or do you have to do it again?
2: You'll have to do it again, particularly if you're going to be outdoors, outside, uh, perspiring a lot. And that's why I recommend if you uh, use a much, much uh, higher SPF, Uh, that's water resistant if you're going to be, if you plan to be outdoors, if you're going to be on vacation, if you're playing golf or tennis or horseback riding or working in the garden or on the farm or uh, anything that you would do outdoors uh, where you're going to be perspiring and potentially sweating that uh, sunscreen off. Or swimming, you're going to need to reapply that sunscreen every couple hours.
1: Now, what and does that lead to? I mean, what what does the lack of using sunscreen what does that lead to on your body?
2: Well, that's the the second issue is kind of the more chronic, long term uh, effects of ultraviolet exposure to the skin is that you can damage the skin, which leads to uh, DNA damage can lead to precancers which we call actinic keratoses or skin cancers the uh, basal cell skin cancer squamous cell skin cancer and of course melanoma skin cancer probably the three most common skin cancers that I see in my dermatology practice and probably uh, people in your audience have uh, exper- may unfortunately have experienced some of those types of skin cancers
1: when you say dna damage i think of dna is what the police check suspects out sure, <laughs> sure see who you are and all well how do you damage your dna
2: well it's actually uh, caused by the ultraviolet light actually can damage uh some of the actual dna molecule itself mm-hmm. uh and can lead then to changes in the in genes which then uh, control cell growth and so if you have unrestricted uncontrolled cell growth that is the definition of a cancer so you have a a uncontrolled cell growth that leads uh, from that dna damage Uh, and that's something that sometimes takes 20 to 30 years down the road so a lot of times uh, people who i see in clinic uh, had a lot of sun exposure when they were children and uh, obviously when some of, it, some of us who are have a little bit more wisdom and experience, <laughs> shall we say, in, in, in life, uh, we get into our um, 50s and f- sometimes even the 40s. Uh, th- those are people who've had a lot of that sun damage, a lot of that DNA damage over time and didn't necessarily have the benefits of sunscreens that we have today uh, and so then it takes that 20 to 30 years for those precancers, those skin cancers to start to develop on the skin the other thing that the sun damage can also do the photo damage can do is it tends to degrade a lot of the the skin ten, tends to prematurely age the skin thin the skin out lead to a lot of pigment type changes on the skin A lot of the freckling and brown spots that people see on the skin, those are caused by sun damage too. And so those are things that are are kind of of the more cumulative uh, damage that we see caused by the sun.
1: Let me mention this because I see people sending us text messages already. Oh, yes, sir. If if you would, uh, hold off on the text messages and phone calls until about halfway through the show, about 8.30, we'll open up the lines. Uh, We're sort of setting the stage now for your questions, putting some information out. Uh, We hear so much, especially with older people, and I can remember my wife uh, and her mother always telling her father, be sure and wear a hat when you go outside. Uh, Obviously that's to keep the sun off of you, but is there a certain type of hat that you need to wear? A baseball cap, does that work? Or do you need something with broad, a little broader?
2: Yes, sir. I recommend a uh, wide-brimmed, uh, broad, broad hat. Obviously, baseball caps don't cover the ears as much as we would <laughs> so like. So you,
1: you need to cover so the ears. So you need to cover
2: oh. the ears, too. And so big, broad, broad-brim hat is going to be much, much better than a baseball cap.
1: Okay, and you said something earlier about wearing clothing that uh, Correct. has some, uh, is it sun, not sunscreen, sun protection?
2: Yes, there are uh, a clothing lines now that actually have ultraviolet protection in the material, in the, in the uh, textile that uh, the clothing is made out of. And it will oftentimes have what's called a UPF or ultraviolet uh, protection factor, UPF. And so those are uh, available, you can see them a lot of times in fishing shirts. Uh, There are some catalogs and some websites that you can uh, go to to uh, uh, purchase sun protective clothing. And they have sun protective clothing for swimming, uh, for fishing, for everyday wear. And uh, so again, these are really important things to consider too,
1: so. Yesterday we had a person on who was telling us about a special event coming up this weekend in Smyrna, dealing with ham radio, Mm -hmm. and he mentioned solar flares. This would be a year of great solar flares from the sun. Does that create a bigger problem for issues that you're talking about?
2: Well, certainly, if you are in certain areas of, of the world, there's more ultraviolet exposure. Uh, certainly, in the in the lower latitudes, closer to the equator, there's more uh, sun exposure, more ultraviolet exposure than you would see when you're, say, in Alaska, for example. So I guess, yes, that does play, play a role. Now, as far as solar flares, I'm not... Uh, I'm, I'm I certainly don't follow the solar flare data well enough to know <laughs> when solar flares are are occurring enough to to recommend that people stay in or stay out so
1: the next yeah. few years are supposed to be really prevalent with solar flares
2: sure and again so. anything that changes that energy of the sun that's delivered to the earth is going to potentially impact us here so I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's not something I particularly uh, <laughs> follow, though, but I'd be interested in learning more about yeah. that. Yes, sir. Uh,
1: let's, let's talk a little about uh, preventive maintenance of your body, I guess we could say. Yes, sir. Uh, having a regular checkup uh, with a dermatologist. Is that something that is a regular thing for most people, or do a lot of people just not see the doctor until they feel bad?
2: Well, I do. I I see both. I have a, a number of patients that see me in clinic who are very aware of the need for frequent uh, skin cancer screening in the clinic by a dermatologist, um, and I have other patients that come in after they've <laughs> developed a, a spot that needs to be addressed. In terms of uh, skin cancer screening, depending upon the individual uh, in their family history and their skin type, how much sun damage that they have experienced over their life, I generally see people once a year, uh, but sometimes it's more frequent depending upon uh, the amount of sun damage and precancers and skin cancers that they've had in the past. Uh, in terms of uh, patients who take certain medications, uh, particularly people who have had kidney transplants or heart transplants, liver transplants, some of those medications that lower the immune system and prevent uh, the rejection of the transplanted organ, those individuals need more frequent uh, skin cancer screening because those medications can predispose to the development of skin cancers. So that's also important to recognize, too. Certain medications that people take uh, require more uh, screening than than people who do not take those medications.
1: You mentioned lowering the immune system. And that was one of the problems with COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, yes, sir. Did that play a big part in skin health?
2: Yes, there were uh, some uh, rashes that were associated with the uh, coronavirus infection and certainly as people were inhibited from going to the doctor uh, because of lockdowns and things like that, a lot of people delayed their uh, skin ca- their routine skin checks, their routine skin cancer screening. Uh, so yes, it had some indirect as well as some direct impacts. Uh, now, the people who had the coronavirus, that was Uh, The skin changes that they experienced were directly attributed to the virus itself. And the majority of those uh, went away as the virus went away, as the virus healed, as someone recovered from their illness.
1: So if they had coronavirus, uh, they're not more in need of having a, a skin checkup?
2: Not necessarily, if they've recovered now they may be in need of uh, a skin cancer screening to kind of catch up from not coming in last year but yes so n-
1: how often should you have your uh, total body checkup i guess
2: i recommend uh, once a year once a year and that catches it soon enough in 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 general it's it's a good recommendation for most uh, most people however uh, there are, as I mentioned earlier, certain people are on certain medications, or may have family history of skin cancers, or have had a lot of sun damage, had a lot of tanning bed use as a teenager, for example. Those adults need to uh, potentially have more screenings, but. Uh, generally about once a year is is the recommendation for the general population
1: so tanning beds are not good for I mean, we've heard that all along Correct. But, yes sir but here it is a doctor who's saying that uh, we should avoid those i guess
2: yes sir i do recommend recommend avoiding uh not only tanning beds but certainly tanning laying out in the sun things like that well, how
1: did we get into that i mean so many people do this and think oh this is makes me beautiful sure, <laughs> sure. people have the darkest tans. well that's
2: something is a very interesting his, history about that uh, it started uh, in the uh, early part of the 20th century uh, many attribute uh, Coco Chanel the French uh, designer with first getting a tan and people wanted to imitate her and it kind of took off uh, but it was uh, at at one point, uh, you know, in, uh, much earlier than that. Having a tan and having sun sun exposure on the skin was actually a sign that uh, you worked outside and may not uh, have worked in the fields and things like that, and not necessarily uh, been as as prosperous, shall we say. But then, as with the Industrial Revolution and, uh, and, and people became more prosperous, started living in cities, fewer people living on farms, uh, uh, it became more fashionable to have a mm-hmm. tan. And that's when it became a fashion statement. And I think that's the issue that we're dealing with now is that tanning is, is, has become more of a fashion statement than anything else.
1: But it can kill you.
2: Potentially, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. If someone uh, develops a melanoma, skin cancer at a young age, yes, it can it can kill you.
1: So, there's no age that is protected from this disease.
2: That's correct. For for melanoma, skin cancer, it it can uh, affect sometimes very very uh, young people, particularly if they're using uh, the uh, tanning bed. And there are many instances of. Uh, particularly young women who may have uh, used tanning beds a great deal in high school and then develop melanoma skin cancers in their early 20s.
1: So these melanoma skin cancers, are they splotches on your skin? How, can you see them? I mean, the average person? Yes, sir. Person? Yes, sir.
2: They generally uh, present as uh, dark spots on the surface of the skin that will be irregular, have irregular borders they'll often be very asymmetric, they have a lot of color variation. I think many of us have moles on our skin uh, and if you experience a change in a mole, for example, if the mole uh, changes color it goes from brown to dark brown or black if it starts to enlarge uh, these are signs that anyone can identify uh, as a potential uh, issue that needs to be addressed because it could potentially uh, represent a very early melanoma. Now certainly if the individual spot continues to grow and starts to bleed or or spread all over the body then it's a whole host of other issues with melanoma at that point.
1: So it really is noticeable at that point?
2: Correct, correct. And, and a lot of times people will come in, they'll have a non-healing sore on the surface of the skin that could represent a skin cancer Uh, but again a lot of times those will be uh, detected a little bit later on if they get to that point
1: our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're going to pause check on the traffic and weather and then we will continue the conversation if you have a, a question or comment We will start taking those now, phone calls as well as text messages at 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson, a local dermatologist, is with us this morning from Stones River Dermatology. Stay with us. And that's in Murfreesboro and Smyrna. And I believe also Thompson Station, you're busy.
2: Well, keep trying.
1: (laughs) We'll be right back.
0: see breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demis's You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas'. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with... Good acoustics if you want to try out any guitar in the store. You've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den Good morning. Traffic's picked up even more in the last few minutes here. I-24 coming past
0: 840. As you make your way down 840 at Jefferson Pike, watch your speed. Traffic's on the increase out here. You pretty much would expect up and down sections of Las Cassius Pike. Hey, Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check it out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the south of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy
1: skies and a low near 67. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuichitski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 64. Family Staffing Solutions
0: is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bultner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call
1: Family Staffing Solutions family staffing solutions
0: wgns proudly salutes and remembers our u.s veterans who have served our country in this salute we talk to a veteran who served in the marines andrew farm marine combat veteran i was born in nashville grew up in uh, new hampshire uh, went to boarding school went to college and then uh, enlisted in the marine corps did four years three combat tours and then got out in 2008. a combat veteran is not an easy job no it wasn't when I was in. And not you, for the Vietnam vets, uh not for Korea. Right. World War One, World War Two. Those guys had a rough. And I, I did have a rough, but not as not as bad as those guys. Well, that's that's true, and I think it's because society as a whole is becoming more aware of what we're asking yes. of our military personnel. You said you did three tours. It, that was uncommon in back Vietnam. then. Vietnam, you did one tour, two tours, that was it. But now we have guys doing three, five, six, six, six seven. I've known a guy who did eight tours. Uh, we did the Democratic vote in 05 okay. in Iraq. We were part of that. 2006, eh, not so much humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2007, definitely humanitarian. We actually helped out Bangladesh in '07 when they had that micro tornado. We gave them food and water and, and uh, helped them uh, recover bodies from the mess. I think that our foreign policy in particular is asking a lot of the men and women yes, sir, of this country. Andrew Farr, Marine combat veteran, I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle.
1: This has been
0: a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee.
2: A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster
0: strikes. After disaster strikes.
2: Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to
1: normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee dot com.
2: Locally and veteran owned.
0: Hey, hi, and hello there. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett.
1: Fun lovers
0: and truth seekers. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS AM, FM,
1: online. It is 834. If you're setting your watches this morning, 834. Ella Stewart, seven years old, is our birthday winner today. Ella Stewart wins the delicious, banana pudding from Slick Pig. Oh, boy, she's going to love that. And uh, you ought to try some yourself. Also, congratulations to Gina Lanning. Gina Lanning is our good neighbor of the day today. The person who nominated her said she's the best neighbor anyone could have. Gina Lanning will receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts at 117 South Academy street. Well, our phone number 615-893-1450. We're talking about your skin. We're doing that because summertime is here and that's when we get a lot of sunshine. You're outside on the lake, you're outside doing work in the gardens, and that can create problems. Local dermatologist, Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson is with us this morning, and we are taking calls now as well as text messages, and we have a person here who's saying, I have some what I've always called age spots. They're sort of brownish spots on my arm. Are those things to worry about? What about that? Yes, and sir. Are they called age spots? Well,
2: I I refer to them as wisdom and experience. Okay. I, I, I don't allow the use of the three-letter <laughs> A word in the clinic. So, uh, yes, they're uh, oftentimes associated with wisdom and experience in life, uh, and that's one of those consequences of... Uh, sun damage uh, that we were discussing earlier. So yes, they uh, certainly can be both uh, benign, but they could represent early uh, pre-cancers or uh, something like that might even be more serious, even a skin cancer itself. So it's one of those things that I would recommend that uh, this individual uh, seek attention from their primary care physician or a dermatologist to evaluate those individual spots.
1: one thing that uh, I noticed uh, in the news these days is uh, a way to remove some of these spots without having to cut them and create pain and scars and things of that That's sort. That's correct. Well tell us how that works.
2: Well there's an, a new test that we use in the clinic at Stones River Dermatology. It's by a company called DermTech, and what they've developed is what's called the pigmented lesion assay, and it involves a a sticker, uh, they call it a smart sticker technology, but the sticker we place over the top of the suspicious mole and uh, remove some of the cells from that mole with this specialized sticker, this special tape. And then we submit this uh, special sticker uh, to their lab and the lab then removes DNA and mRNA from the cells that we obtained in clinic. And then those are evaluated for genes that are expressed by melanoma. So it's a way to screen moles without having to cut them off. Uh, Previously, the only option that we had was to evaluate the mole in clinic. And then the uh, dermatologist or the primary care doctor, whoever was doing the examination, would uh, evaluate the features of that mole based upon uh, how how it looks. And we used what we call the ABCDE criteria. A stands for asymmetry. B stands for border irregularity, C stands for color variation, D stands for diameter greater than six millimeters, and then E would be evolving or, or you know changing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so we evaluate for, based upon those criteria and then make a decision whether to remove the mole, to biopsy it, to cut it off, or to monitor and watch it. And this offers us an opportunity to test things that... Uh, maybe someone is reluctant to have a mole removed. For example, if it's on their face or on the nose or in a more cosmetically sensitive area. Uh, I see people every day in clinic who are getting ready to go to Florida, for example, to (laughs) go on vacation, and they don't necessarily want to have that sore on their arm while they're at Disney World or, or swimming down in the Gulf Coast. So this is an ideal test that we can use if we uh, have a spot that uh, is suspicious, but not necessarily something that I, when, when I see it in clinic, look at it and say, oh, that's a, skin cancer needs to come off today. It's a way to evaluate moles that I might ordinarily leave on the surface of the skin and just monitor. And so it gives us some more information about that.
1: Can you tell the difference in a mole versus one of these wisdom spots yes sir yes sir
2: yes sir that's what uh that's what dermatologists are trained to do is to uh evaluate the difference between these moles or and also uh these wisdom spots that are associated with wisdom and experience such as what we call seborrheic keratosis or solar lentigo there's a number of different names for these spots that are associated with wisdom and experience
1: you know I, I don't think it's a secret people look younger today and they act younger too than they Absolutely. used to Absolutely, yes sir uh, and is this one of the areas that you work with obviously your skin which is exposed to the sunlight yes uh, sir. you're helping people keep it healthier and, yes. and in return they look younger
2: yes sir yes sir and we offer a number of uh, techniques to help people improve the appearance of their skin and reverse some of the sun damage that they may have had uh, when they were younger. Uh, so there's a number of cosmetic treatments. As uh, you, uh, I'm sure many of uh, our listeners have heard of Botox and fillers and laser treatments and things like that, that chemical peels that help improve the appearance of the surface of the skin.
1: It almost sounds like if we had watched what we exposed our skin to at younger years, we wouldn't have some of the problems we have in our uh, wisdom years. Yes, sir.
2: (laughs) Yes, sir. Well, that's 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 very true. Um, And obviously, uh, wisdom uh, takes its takes its toll eventually. I like this approach, but (laughs) but yes, the you know wisdom and experience takes its toll eventually. But uh, sun damage. it it tends to accelerate a lot of those changes. And so we're trying to do everything we can to uh, minimize the acceleration of, of, that wisdom and experience. Obviously, we none of us can stop the clock. It's one of those things that we can't, we cannot change. Well, you
1: don't have the fountain of youth. I haven't.
2: That. Well, no, not quite. We drew everything. I thought that
1: was we, that pond behind your that, office.
2: That's correct. Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's a, another question from a listener, and they're asking about uh, uh, the exposure to the sun and things of that sort, and uh, viruses and things of that sort. The coronavirus is uh, having a comeback. Uh, in certain areas? Uh, is this something we need to worry about? And is there, there a difference in virus and uh, flu symptoms and things of that sort? Or are they all similar?
2: In terms of,
1: I, I guess they're talking the, about talking concerned about the, with the, the, the new strands of coronavirus.
2: Uh, t- to, to my understanding, the new st- the new strains of the, the new variants <laughs> of the, uh, coronavirus do not present much differently than the, the coronavirus that we have kind of been dealing with. It's still largely a, uh, respiratory, uh, illness that, uh, has the symptoms of the fever and, uh, shortness of breath uh, loss of taste loss of smell my understanding is all those symptoms are the same it's just uh, different variants of, of the coronavirus so i, I I'm not a uh, an infectious disease expert or a coronavirus expert but um, that is my understanding that there's not much difference in how they uh, how they present and affect us in terms of symptoms that we might
1: Our phone number, by the way, is 615-893-1450, and you can choose, when you call that number, whether to talk or text. I mean, you're in control, so same number for both of those, and it seems like people are choosing to text this morning. We just ask you, don't do it while you're driving down the street. Yes, sir. (laughs) 615-893-1450. Uh, Here's a question, a person saying, uh, at what age should you start seeing a dermatologist? Uh,
2: I recommend that uh, if you have a large number of moles, uh, it's not too uh, early, even in the teenage or the 20s, to start coming in to have uh, moles evaluated, Uh, particularly if someone has a... a very significant family history of skin cancer. For example, uh, parents who've had skin cancers, uh, parents who've had melanomas, uh, we start to screen uh, teenagers and and young adults much, uh, much, much more uh, frequently and and do that at an earlier age to kind of get ahead of things and prevent problems. Now, uh, for most people that don't, don't have those kinds of risk factors, oftentimes uh, at about age 40 is when we start having people come in, recommend people come in every year.
1: Okay. Is there a certain thing that happens around age 40? Uh, Your sun exposure has built up or or what?
2: Well, what it is is it's just one of those statistical things that that's the time of life when people start to develop more issues uh, with their... Skin and, and uh, potential for skin cancers and things like that. So that's when we have people come in and, and look uh, more frequently. That's a recommendation. Um, but I, th- I think our, your audience needs to understand too that if they have risk factors, personal risk factors, we start much younger than that too. Uh, and that's based, it's really much a, more of an individualized thing for each individual person based upon their family.
1: We have a, a question. This is an interesting question. i would never thought about this. I'm glad the people thought about this one. They said that they have always uh, tried to wear long-sleeved shirts and protect mm-hmm. themselves from the sun, but they have had some of these uh, marks showing up uh, on their chest and places like that, which never gets sun. How does that happen?
2: Well, it depends upon what the uh, marks themselves are. Some of them, Can be caused by wisdom and experience and do not uh, arise at all because of sun exposure. Sometimes they uh, will come up uh, because of uh, factors that are related to wisdom and experience or to uh, skin viruses or uh, things like that. So there are other reasons for uh, spots to come up on the surface of the skin than sun damage.
1: I'm glad that person mentioned long sleeve shirts. Is, is yes. that a good thing to do? Try yes, to sir. Wear long sleeves?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, that is. The uh, long sleeve shirts offer uh, an additional element of uh, sun protection that uh, the uh, sunscreens do do not. It's more of an added protection on top of the sunscreen
1: a person is asking could you go in a little more deeply about the area of a non-healing sore uh what would that what are they what should they be concerned with
2: well non non non-healing sores particularly in a uh, sun exposed area those types of spots are often represent uh, skin cancers and uh, need to be uh, evaluated by a a primary care physician or a dermatologist uh, to uh, perform a biopsy or to evaluate the spot. A lot of times these sores uh, we're talking about are individual areas that may bleed. Uh, they may r- uh, represent a spot that uh, may have started as an injury to the skin and just not healed properly. Uh, and just something that stays for months and months at a time. Those are the kind of spots that we're concerned about potentially being skin cancer, and want to evaluate those spots.
1: Here's another question: This person's wondering yes, about moisturizing cream. Does that benefit you, or does that uh, just make you soft?
2: <laughs> well, it certainly will help make you help make your skin soft and make your skin healthier. But there are benefits to the health of the skin, and can help to preserve uh, that. Youthful uh, appearance, as well as the uh, youth of the skin itself, it helps to sort of reverse some of the signs of wisdom and experience and the dry skin uh, issues. So yes, moisturizers are very very helpful. Uh, a lot of the moisturizers uh, are available in in the pharmacy or at the uh, grocery store, and they. Uh, have ingredients that are specifically designed to help to uh, moisturize the skin. A lot of them have ceramides, a lot of them will have alpha hydroxy acids, and all these are things that help to moisturize and improve the skin health.
1: Let's go to the phones. Good morning, you're on WGNS with Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson. How are you today?
0: I'm fine, how are you? Doing fine. Uh, I'd like to know, uh, is skin cancer or the moles are any of those situations hereditary due to a family member having them younger in life even before a person is born
1: good question
2: that's a very good question yes sir yes sir Uh, skin cancers can be hereditary yes sir Uh, particularly uh, there are families that are predisposed to the most deadly skin cancer uh, melanoma skin cancer Uh, There are certain genes, certain uh, genetic uh, syndromes that that are predisposed to development of skin cancer. So it does increase the risk for a child if the parent has had melanoma. And so it's one of those things that uh, we are more careful with skin cancer screening for our patients who have parents that had melanoma. And we start screening them at a younger age. Uh, And there are actually uh, genetic tests for uh, for these patients, too, that can identify those genes to let patients know that they have an increased risk. So if you had a parent that had melanoma, your skin cancer risk is higher than that of the general population. Uh, the risk of melanoma, however, in the population of the United States is about one person out of uh, 70 will develop melanoma at some point in their lifetime. So that's you know pretty significant if you're thinking about going to uh, going to church or to a community meeting or something like that and there's 70 people in the room, one of them, will develop melanoma at some point in their lives. So it's it's a significant number of people have uh, this disease, have this melanoma skin cancer.
1: And that's sort of spurred another question. This one came in on text, a listener is asking about uh, the, their susceptibility of having diseases and things of that sort. Uh, should they take this test or would the test just make you worry about something you shouldn't worry about?
2: oh into the uh i guess learning your background yes the um well particularly for that uh derm the derm tech test we were talking about earlier uh it's a test that can be very reassuring in that if the test is negative uh there's basically less than half a percent chance that the mole is going to uh turn into something down the road so it's you know, greater than 99.5% chance that it's not going to be anything. If the test, it turns out negative. And if the test is positive, then we, uh, will go ahead and, uh, remove the spot and evaluate it further, uh, remove it and look at it under the microscope and, and determine if it's a abnormal mole or if there's melanoma skin cancer in that mole. So, uh, in terms of offering, uh, less less anxiety I think it really improves that it, it mm-hmm. does it helps to uh, reassure people that when we test them all and we find that it's okay that there's the test is negative it's very reassuring um, and it's something that we do get the test results back with pretty quickly within about a week to two weeks after the test is done because we have to mail the test out to California to have it tested
1: now on these tests are they all pretty specific or are there ever really broad tests that say you have a you know a chance of having cancer skin cancer alzheimer's this that whatever
2: well this particular test is is very specific for for melanoma and uh the genes that are associated with melanoma so this one this is a test that's much more specific there are other tests that are available particularly the uh, uh, blood test i was talking about for patients who have had family history of melanoma that's much much more specific for melanoma and of course uh, many people have had the uh, breast cancer genes uh, those uh, you know the the brca breast cancer genes those are available and can be tested too for women who are at risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. But they tend to be more specific uh, Those in individual tests.
1: Now on these uh, removals of of skin from your body where you find a problem, do you ever have to um, do more than just cut it off and and watch it? Do you ever have to go to the hospital and have something done in a surgical suite?
2: Yes, sir, that, that can happen, particularly for melanoma patients who we are trying to evaluate if the melanoma has uh, spread from the skin to the lymph nodes. Uh, so many patients who have melanoma diagnosed on the skin, we have to uh, check their lymph nodes uh, and biopsy those to determine if the melanoma has spread. And, again, that's based upon an individual basis if uh, an individual has a uh, melanoma diagnosis. And that's not necessarily for everybody, though.
1: Our guest this morning is Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson. He is a local dermatologist. We will wrap up the show in just a moment. Don't go away. Stay right with us.
0: Mark your calendars for the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale coming up July 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center on 1688 Middle Tennessee Boulevard. $7 gets you in for the whole weekend, so bring the family. Parking's free and food and drinks are available inside the venue. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come visit us for all your garden, home, and farm needs. We have a great selection of gift items in our gift department, and always our farm inn has everything the farmer
1: will need please come visit us
0: also we have a great selection of clothing we have one of the best lines of carhartt so please come see us the rutherford farmers co-op is
1: located at 985 middle tennessee boulevard just off of south church this is tina fox come on over and see us
0: If you've got an iPhone, we have an app for that. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. WGNS! We're News Radio WGNS.
1: Good morning, you're on WGNS with Dr. Nelson. How are you today? It's me, Bob. It is you, sure is. We're well, good. I'm glad to be here, man, and enjoying your program right now. Uh, call in a little late, but you know, I've just been out trying to make some early morning runs like the bird. And uh, I'm trying to find out uh, wh- what the molds come from. If, if I'm you know, I fill in on half of the conversations y'all been talking about, and how do how do how do molds occur, and 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 what do it come from? Somebody might already, uh, that's sir,
2: that's a very good sure. question. That's a very good question, sir. Um, moles, uh, what we refer to as moles in, in medical terminology that we call them neva, neva. And what they are, they're collections of uh, normal uh, cells ordinarily. And uh, usually when the brown spots that we see on the surface of the skin and call moles, those are collections of the cells called melanocytes. And melanocytes are the cells in the skin that produce pigment and protect the skin from sun damage and ultraviolet damage. And uh, when they uh, congregate in one particular spot, uh, we call that a nevus or or commonly a mole. And ordinarily, these these cells, these uh, melanocytes, are spread throughout the skin to protect the skin all over. So this is something that these Uh, nevi occur because of genetics, and also uh, when children have more sun exposure in childhood, they tend to develop more of these nevi than children that don't get a lot of sun exposure. So some of it is exposure to sun at a young age, but the majority of it is caused by genetics.
1: Okay, uh, we're almost out of time. Thank you for your call, by the way. Uh, before we leave, uh, tell us where Stones River Dermatology is located. Uh, yes, sir. Uh,
2: Stones River Dermatology
1: is located here in Murfreesboro.
2: Uh, our offices are at, at 1608 uh, Williams Drive, uh, which is over in the Gateway area behind the hospital on the Greenway where the 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 Gateway Lake in the island are out there. And we also have an office in Smyrna at uh, 537 Stonecrest Parkway, uh, which is across the street from Stonecrest Hospital in Smyrna. So those are the two locations. We also have administrative offices and a phototherapy center in uh, Murfreesboro at 515A Highland Terrace.
1: Our guest this morning, Dr. Ronald Jr. Nelson.